to discover your destiny in life, you know the Word and the Spirit of God. The Word of God gives you the depths and the Spirit of God gives you the breaths. Welcome with me, Senior Pastor, Destiny Life Christian Center, Reverend Festus Ubu, as he brings to you the creative Word of God you need for life and destiny. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Tonight, by the grace of God, we will be rounding up on the integrity of God's word. The integrity of God's word. A lot of things that by the Holy Ghost, God has revealed to us about the word of God. The integrity of God's word. And we establish that the word of God is the Bible. The Bible does not contain the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Of course, in the Bible, we have the words of men. We have the words of the devil. We have the words of Oh, people, we have the words of the prophet inspired by God. We have the words of Jesus. Because we have all of those words does not mean to say that the Bible contains the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Why? Because all of the mistakes, all of the experiences of these people, God is using these experiences to speak to us. There are many other experiences that God never allowed to be part of the Bible. Yes, he himself, by the power of the Holy Ghost, inspired men and put all of these together and said, this is my word delivered unto you. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. So it's so clear that man can never fulfill his or her destiny to the fullest without the word of God. Without the word of God. Jesus emphatically says this. He said there's a place of the natural food, but there's a place of the spiritual food. He said the spiritual food is very key for life. For every man, the makeup of every man is made and wired in such a way that man can never reach his full potential without the word of God. And you know why? Because man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. So this body you're looking at, it's not the real man. The real man is a spirit. When the spirit leaves a man, then they say the man is dead. And what do you see? You see the body just lying down there. You can see that the body is not the real man. The real man is the spirit man. And there is the food of the spirit that empowers the real man to fully fulfill his potential his destiny here on earth and that's what jesus is saying here that man 
will not be able to live alone by meat, by food, by natural food, but by spiritual food, which is the word of God spoken to our lives. The written word of God coming up alive into our face, our spiritual eyes, and we receive it. That's the way it works. If you don't love the word of God, then you are not ready to fulfill your God-given destiny. It's as simple as that. And I believe that God has been speaking to you and you have seen the importance of the word of God in your life. You have seen that you see you cannot do without the word of God. Jesus said one thing is needful and Mary has chosen the good part and no one will be able to take it away from her. Matter was mattering about many things, but Mary understanding the importance of the word of God settled down with Jesus and was receiving from the master. It's important <laughs> that you understand what is of utmost importance and you should prioritize that. The word of God in your life is of utmost importance. The word of God is the answer to all things. The Bible says money answered all things. You need to read within the context. Money answered natural things. Natural things. So it means there is a level where money cannot answer. There are things that money cannot answer. If there are many things that money cannot answer. Why? Because man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. Money cannot answer the spiritual needs of man. There are things beyond money. Even in the realm of the natural, there are things that money cannot answer. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you have someone that, is, that have cancer, no matter how much money you put into it, they, they, currently there's no medical science, complete medical science, Solution to cancer. But thank God the word of God deals with cancer with ease. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so just, that's just an example. That's just an example. <laughs> Glory to God. So, and that is why Jesus emphatically says, see, see, you can't reach your potential in life. You cannot fulfill your God-given destiny without the word of God. And so we began to look at the integrity of God's word. The first thing we mentioned is that the word of God is a mature covenant. The word of God, talking about the written word of God, the word, the Bible that has been given unto us, that if the spirit of God reveals things to you from the word of God, you can hold it. That word of God is a more sure covenant. So if the word of God says you are healed by the stripe of Jesus, that settles it. It doesn't matter what any other report says. And that's the end of the matter. Hallelujah. So the word of God is the final authority. The reading word of God is surer than a voice speaking from heaven to you. Whatever the voice speaking from heaven is saying, if it is not 
in line with the word of God. No, you cannot receive it. God himself in relationship with men has bound himself by his word. And this word is not in heaven. This word is the Bible that has been given to us. He has bound his sovereignty by his word. Hallelujah. God's word is surer than any experience that does not line up with God's word. It doesn't matter who the person is. <laughs> if his or her experience does not line up with the word of God, let all men be liars and let only God be true. If you are the only one, if there is anything the word of God has said and you have not seen anyone walking in the reality of, the, of it, then you put it on your head to make sure you are the first person to prove the word of God that it works. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There was a time that the church lost it completely. And the church lost salvation by faith. And one man put it on himself. He got a revelation. And then he began to declare it. Began to declare it. Began to declare it. He was persecuted by the church. But he got that revelation. I'm trying to even remember his name. What's the name of this man? He said salvation is by faith and not by works. And today, it's not a big revelation to us any longer. But then, it was a big revelation. It was like heretic to the church of then. <laughs> it was, it was, what he was preaching was heresy. They persecuted him, but he refused. He saw it. He got a revelation. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So our experiences must be judged by the word of God, not the word of God judged by our experiences. Our experiences must line up with the word of God. Number two, Jesus Christ, the living word, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if the word of God, whatever the word of God says today is what he's going to say tomorrow. So why wait till tomorrow to believe the word of God? Believe him now. Because he's still going to say the same thing. Rise up and align your belief system with the word of God. Glory to Jesus. Number three, the word of God is backed up by God himself. It's backed up by God himself. And here we see the sovereignty of God at work. In other words, that God is bound by his own word. The sovereignty of God is in the word of God. So there's nothing like whatever will be, will be. No. <laughs> it's what the word of God says. You agree with the word of God, then it will happen in your life. You don't agree with the word of God, then it won't happen in your life. Number four, the word of God is the revealed will of God. The word of God is the revealed will of God. So the Bible is the revealed will of God. And we know a we reveals the nature and intentions of the person who wrote it. So God himself wrote the word of God. And you know why I love the Bible? The Bible didn't tell us the Bible fell from heaven. That's when you know. You know, you know, you need to understand the way God is relating with man as far as the earth is concerned. 
that God will never do anything on earth apart from using the man to accomplish it. Look at the highest thing that the men needed salvation. God couldn't do it without Jesus becoming a man. Without God himself having to be born like every one of us. The only difference is that because of the seed of man that was sinful already. So the, 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 the semen of man was not used in this case. It was a power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, Mary said, how can this thing be? He said, the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So, it's by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the natural thing that is not possible, things that are beyond the natural, happens by the Holy Ghost. The nature of God was released into Mary. And Mary had to agree. And who says, who knows whether I was Mary that was the first virgin that Angel Gabriel went to. Angel Gabriel could have gone to many other virgins and then, and then they say, ah, no, no, people will not believe me. And then, because God cannot move here on earth without you agreeing with him. And so when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, they said, let it be unto me according to the word of the Lord. That's an agreement. She, she just agreed and aligned with the will of God. Glory to Jesus. Everything that has been provided for us in Christ Jesus is the will of God. Everything that we need to know about how to live is the will of God and is in the word of God. Everything that we must be is the will of God and is in the word of God. And you need to know that God cannot require you to do what you cannot do. If God tells you that you can, then know you can. <laughs> you may not have discovered that part of you that can, but if he says you can, then you know you can. And if, if you're experiencing the fact that you cannot currently, then what do you do? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to Jesus. Wherever you are, make sure you're not talking with people. It's very important. Just stay on the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's very important. This is not a time for husband and wife to be kissing themselves. You know, no, this is not. This is not the time. Hallelujah. Just concentrate on the word of God. You know, a better time you can do that. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> but if that word hits you, well, that it shows that God wants you to concentrate on this, on what is more important now. Amen. Just like matter was, you know, it's food not important. Food is important now, but but Jesus, I mean, Jesus indirectly rebuked matter. That see, you you are just careful about many things. Mary has chosen the right thing. The most important thing, the good part, and nothing will take it take it away from her, you know. So this is the time. Yeah, concentrate. Amen. Hallelujah. So God cannot require you to do what you cannot do. God cannot hold you responsible for what you cannot know. <laughs> 
Unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So, he can hold you responsible for that because unto you is given to know. Unto you is given to hear the voice of the shepherd. Then he can hold you responsible for that because he has given you that, that power, that ability to know. Hallelujah. He said the spirit of the Lord will reveal things to us. Will tell us about the future. It's your job that when, after reading these things from the word of God, and then it's not happening in your life, your job to, to sit and say, God, you said this, and I'm not saying it in my life. He said the Holy Ghost will reveal things to me. Oh yeah, the Holy Ghost. You insist in the place of prayer. That's what is called prayer. That's prayer. You insist and then stay until the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Glory to Jesus. Number five, the word of God is settled forever in heaven. You know, it's settled forever in heaven. And that's why everything is working perfectly in heaven. And God is 100% in charge of heaven. And that's why heaven, <coughs> the, the street of heaven, the street of heaven is made with gold. And that's why I look at some people that say, eh, if you say God is good and God is in charge of the world, why is this world like this, like that, like that? The truth is this, and let me put it in simple terms. I know some people, some people will be like, what are you saying? God is not 100% in charge of this world. And that's why things are messed up, my friend. Yes. And may I tell you, God is not 100% in charge of your life. Oh, yes. Yes. Even though he is your savior, the Lord of your life, he is not 100% in charge. And I tell you, how do you make him 100% in charge of your life? By aligning with him, by cooperating and partnering with him. Until you begin to partner with God, you will never experience the fullness of God. You can only experience the fullness of God, the glory of God, to the level that you partner with God. And it's the same thing here on earth. The earth is a falling word. And that's why, that's why I just look at people that don't understand the spirit. It's just simple. God giving you that privilege to just go to heaven. That you, will know, you will know that God is a master planner. Ah! Eh? When God is fully in charge, you can't see death, not singular death. Some, I mean, I'm, we're talking about gold. Gold is the street, the street of it. So you can imagine what did they use for the mansion if gold is the street. <laughs> so you know the kind of God we are dealing with here. And you know the beauty of it is that as we cooperate with God, he said that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why we, we, we need to submit to the word of God. We submit to the word of God. So because the word of God is settled forever in heaven, we need to settle the word of God here on earth. It's our job to settle the word of God here on earth. And he has given us that ability. He said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Our job is to settle it here on earth. We must settle it here on earth. We settle God's word on earth by believing in it, standing on it, fighting for it, and receiving it. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Number six, the word is infallible. Is infallible. The word of God cannot be broken. The word of God cannot fall to the ground. 
When you believe the word of God, the word of God cannot fall to the ground. Hallelujah. The word of God cannot fall to the ground. And I'll give you an example or, or, or an illustration to help you understand this. So when, when the word of God has been released upon your life, you understand, and you believe it, and you speak it out, and you stay with it, you know that word of God goes out. It goes out. I trust God, and maybe on Sunday I, 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 I'll talk more about the spoken word, and then we look at the dimension. That's a dimension that, that causes things to happen, you know, when it comes to the word of God. We'll look at that by God's grace, the Spirit of God permitting. We'll look at that on Sunday. So we'll wrap up this month of the living word. Amen. <clears throat> so the word of God goes out. And Bible says it cannot return void. It's not possible. Why? Because the nature of the word of God is that it must do. It must just do. But the word of God written or on his own does not do. So you need to put the word of God in a particular state for it to begin to work for you. And we, by God's grace, we'll we, we look deep into that later. So the word of God is infallible, cannot be broken, and cannot fall to the ground. Psalm 89 verse 34. Psalms 89 verse 34 and 35. He said, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. Abba, Abba, <laughs> this is good enough. God himself has bound himself by his word. He has bound his word. He said, my covenant will I not break under no circumstance. If that word has gone out, verse 35 said, once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Haya, kato zamaniaga. You know, so once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto Festus. Glory to Jesus. He's talking to the church of Jesus Christ. God himself he says, I have sworn I will not lie. If I have spoken this to you and you believe it and you run with it. When the word of the Lord came to Abraham... That's it. You are going to give birth. And then the devil came and played pranks and then Ishmael came. And Ishmael, and, and, then, and then Abraham was like, okay, okay, let the promise be fulfilled in Ishmael. God said, no. No, no, no. There's no palliative alternative. What I have said will come to pass. And do you still want it to come to pass? Then walk with me and be thou perfect. And Abraham still believed the word of God. 25 years down the line, it came to pass. Because, because, and within one year of Abraham continuous belief, it came to pass. 
So 24 years has been on and off, on and off of the word, on and off, on and off, on and off. Every other areas of his life came to pass. The word of the Lord concerning every other areas of his life. He, he had money. He had, he had plenty of things. He was very rich. He became great in all things. But the one that has to do, which is the real deal, which is the spiritual connection between the present and the future, which is Isaac, the promised child. The devil fought Abraham's faith so much. But still, Abraham eventually believed God. And it came to pass. It came to pass. Hallelujah. He said it came to pass. If you will not give up on the word of God, on the promises of God that has gone ahead of you, it will surely come to pass. Glory to Jesus. It may tarry, but it will come to pass. It will come to pass along the line. You pick it up. Every word that God has spoken concerning your life that you have written down 10 years ago and it still not, has not come to pass, go pick it up. God will say, okay, are you ready now? I mean, that's, that's the thing. God, God is, has been ready. God is always ready. Okay, we'll ask, are you ready? Okay, okay, okay. If you are ready, oh yeah, let's walk with me and be thou perfect. <laughs> you just say the same thing. Can we just take a walk with me? Can we just move on this journey? You pick it up from there. A lot of people are saying, yeah, uh, I'm just spiritually dry and all of that. Maybe I need to just go and do, hey, 21 days of vigil to just pick up my spirituality. See, you can pick it up now. Now. Just pick it up now. That's the, you can pick it up now. <laughs> just start with tongues. By, you just start with tongues. By the time you have done one hour, you get into some realms and then you keep moving. Before you know you can you would have done four or five hours in tongues and then there's a reawakening that happens. What you need as a believer is not a revival. You need a reawakening. What is happening to you is that you are sleeping. They just need to wake you up. That's what is needed. You are not dead. A believer, does, a believer is not dead. So he doesn't need to be revived. <laughs> he just needs to be reawakened. Hallelujah. He said, awake thou that sleepest. And the light of God will shine upon you. Awake. Awake out of your sleep. Awake out of your sleep. Awake out of your sleep. He said, you that, he said he, he, he that is dead. He was quoting the Old Testament, referring, it's an Old Testament quotation he was quoting there. You can't get that scripture now for you, but, but that's fine. You can go study that on your own. But you will see that he was quoting uh, an Old Testament scripture, and that's why the, the issue of death, uh, death came in there. Hallelujah. But actually, as New Covenant believers, is reawakening that you need. Reawakening. The church needs a lot of reawakening. Not revival. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. He said, My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. He said, Once have I spoken, I mean, once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. I will not. If the word of God has come to you, you can stick your life with that word. I can tell you. 
you can you can stick your life with the integrity of that word and that makes the whole difference it doesn't matter if everyone says no you can stick your life with it now i remember one time when i was still in school obafemi awolo university uh, I, I, I mean i began to walk in divine health and um, for years it's 1994 and then this time around something just happened along the line i'd never i mean it's been a long time that i fell sick i mean i had feelings of that kind of sickness i mean the the, the worst i've ever gotten is when i just overwork myself and then i feel some kind of headache and then i rest and then i'm good you know but this time around was like a, like a joke thank god that it was it was during uh, the two weeks um uh revision that you prepare for exam and then like joke like joke this thing was hitting me <laughs> i got on the bed i mean i couldn't move i was like what's going on and i was staying with brethren who were medical students <laughs> And they know the implication of what was going on, but none of them could open their mouth and tell me to go and take drugs because they know, they know my response. Now, I'm not saying taking drugs is, is, is wrong, is bad, no. But I've, I've had to work with God to that level. So, so I understand. So you need to have a work with God. And when you, so you don't, don't use my testimony to say, I'm not going to take any drug. No, please don't do that. You got to have a personal work with God to that level. And so, I mean, at first I was, I mean, it was just strange. I was like, what's this? Impossible? It's not possible. It's not possible. I took, I was hit. I was right on the bed. Every part of my body was feeling horrible. So they said one day I stood up, I went to the balcony. And I had to run back to the bed. That if I had waited just one minute, I would have collapsed there. And that would have landed me in the school health uh, clinic. So I just ran straight to the bed and then just lie down there. And then I began to talk to the Lord about it. Began to talk to the Lord. What's, what's going on? This is strange. This is, this is strange. This highly unexpected. You know, I mean, <laughs> in my dream, <laughs> in my imagination, never saw this. Began, and then the Lord spoke to me, told me a few things, and then told me to take the communion. So I just told uh, one of my brethren that was staying with me, uh, just get me communion, get me biscuits or bread or any... Uh, we didn't have money that much then to buy um, to buy wine, you know. I say, yeah, you can buy anything, just buy. I've got a um, um, soft drink for me. And I said, you don't have to have money for wine. I mean, they called it wine. It's your faith that turns it to the blood of Jesus. Are you with me? So it's not it's not the wine that turns it to the blood of Jesus. It's your faith. Some people say there is, there is the Holy Communion wine. Is it not human beings that did the, the wine? Answer. There is nothing like communion wine. There is nothing like that. It's your faith that turns it to the blood of Jesus 
and the body of Jesus. So I took it. So they got biscuit for me and said, this is the body of Christ. And this is the blood of Jesus. I took it like this. When I finished, the anointing of sleep came on me. You know, I slept. When I woke up, I woke up every symptom. Nothing remaining. I stand before God. Nothing, not singular one remaining. Disappeared. Disappeared. I can't have that kind of encounter with the communion and then you are telling me rubbish. You can't tell me the, that the blood and the body of Jesus does not work. It works. It works. So if, 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 if anything like that happens to me and, and then I start running around, then who should you blame? Should you blame God? Should you say it does not work? No. No. It's a choice. So I know how it works. I go back and then it, because it worked. It will still work yesterday. It's still going to work today. It will work tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The word of God is infallible. Cannot be broken. Cannot fall to the ground. Cannot fail. Isaiah 45 verse 22 to 24. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. The word of God is available to the ends of the earth. But the thing is look unto me. That's what he said. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Isaiah 45 verse 22, 23 and 24. So I'm in 24 now. It says, surely shall one say in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come. And all that I incense against him shall be ashamed. <laughs> Can you see that? Can you see that revelation there? He says, surely shall one say. He didn't say, surely shall all of them say. Surely shall one say. What are you saying? He said, in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. He said, when you say such things. When your confession is in the Lord, have I righteousness and strength? Even to him, that's what the Bible says, to that person shall men come and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. All, all is poverty incensed against you, he said, poverty shall be ashamed. Is sickness incensed against you, he said, shall be ashamed. But he takes the one that opened his mouth to say, This is where this thing works. What was he? What was he saying? He was trying to pass across something. Look at this. He says, "He said, verse twenty-three. Go back to verse twenty-three. He said, I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth.' Can you see? He's telling us that. See, see, the word becomes begins to work in concerning a particular thing when the word is gone out of my mouth. So he now said that you does you do the same too. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. <laughs> in other words, because of the word that is gone out, 
everything is bound to submit to the word. It says, so surely in that same vein, for the same thing to work in your life, it says, shall one say, in the Lord have I righteousness and strength, even to him, even to him, even to him, shall all men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. Everything that is incensed against you shall be ashamed in the name of Jesus. Poverty shall be ashamed in your life in the name of Jesus. Sickness shall be ashamed in your life in the name of Jesus. Weakness shall be ashamed in your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Isaiah 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11. It says, So shall my word be. So how is the word be? He says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. You need to take note. Is the word that goeth out, goeth forth out of the mouth of the Lord. This is God speaking here. He says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Impossible. But it shall accomplish that which I please. The intention with which I spoke that word, he said, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. You can send the word of God to achieve things for you. <laughs> for ye shall go out with joy and be led forward with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of thorns shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the brass shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Why? Why would that happen? Because the word of God has gone out. How much of the word of God is going out of your mouth? I said, by God's grace, God giving us that opportunity. We're talking more about this. It's important. This is where Christians are missing it. When they have that foundation and they, they study the word of God, the devil makes sure they keep their mouth shut. And if your let me tell you, if your mouth is shut, if your mouth is closed, your destiny will be closed. I'm telling you. If your mouth is silent, your destiny will be silent. Number seven. The word of God is yes and amen. Or is yea and amen. The word of God is yes and amen. So what does that mean? You find out the will of God. What the will of God says is yes in your life. That it does not manifest it does not mean that God said no. Mm -mm. God didn't say no. But you must understand spiritual principle. Follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. That does not mean that God said no. No. It means there are, there are capacity that you need to build along the line that as you release your faith and in patience, God is working in you. The word of God is working on the inside of you, transforming you, placing you in a position to be able to enjoy what you have trusted God for. Hallelujah. One of the problems a lot of believers have is they are trusting God for something and yet God... The word of God is working in their life, preparing them for the manifestation of that thing. But in that process, they don't yield themselves to the word of God. They begin to complain. Some even 
put it in a religious way that God said no. That God said not now. And that's where you miss it. When you say God said not now, you will miss the workings of the word of God in preparing you to be able to receive that which has been promised. Because God has said yes. And because God said yes, so for you to be able to enjoy what you have trusted God for, okay, let's put it this way. So you're trusting God to be able to drive. Oh, no, 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 not to be able to drive. You're trusting God for a car. And then you have released your faith. And God begins to walk in your life and then begins to talk to you. Now, go, go to driving, driving school. And he said, no, now, uh, give me the car now. And then he said, go to driving school. And then you now go and tell your people that, see, I asked God and God said no. That he's not going to give me. Did he say no? No. He never said no. God never said no. God said, you should go to driving school. <laughs> In preparation. God is preparing you for the car. I'm just using that as an illustration to help you understand the way spiritual things work. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. He said, but as God is true, our word towards you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Sivanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. I want to read it from the Amplified Version. Just... Let me, let me open to the Amplified Version here. Oh, hallelujah. And if you have Amplified Version right there at home, just look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. The Amplified Classic. 1.18, I read... As surely as God is trustworthy and faithful and means what he says, our speech and message to you have not been yes, that might mean no. For the Son of God, Christ Jesus the Messiah, who has been preached among you by us, by myself, Sivanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it is always the divine yes. Look at it. For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him. For this reason, we also utter the Amen, so be it to God, through him, in his person, and by his agency, to the glory of God. Because you can understand this. So, so, so the promise of God are yes, but we are the ones that put the Amen on top of it. You see, he said, he said we utter the Amen. So the promise of God does not become a reality until it is yes and Amen. God provides the yes, and we provide the amen by agreeing with him. 
Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And lastly tonight, I want to talk about number eight, that God requires us to prove his word. God requires us to prove his word. His word is his will. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Romans 12 2, he said, And be not conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove. And he said, God requires us to prove. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That we may prove the will of God. Put in three dimensions, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. There are a lot of people living their lives in the good will of God. There are many parts of your life is just the good will. You are not actually in the perfect will. Yes, you know it, you know it, you yourself, you know it. There are others in the acceptable. And there are other parts of your life that is perfect will of God. But God wants us to go for the best, the perfect will of God. But. He requires you to prove that his word is true. You only prove what is true. You know the almighty formula? We call it the almighty formula in, in uh, Nigeria. You know, or, or during our own time. But I think currently they call it the quadratic formula. Remember? In those days they tell us, prove it. Prove it. Now... I mean, I was, I was good at mathematics. I used to prove and then get my 100%. But I had to model people that never were able to prove it. Because they were unable to prove it, does it mean that the almighty formula was not correct? No, it's always correct. It's the same thing. The word of God is always correct. It's your job to prove it. In other words, to curse the manifestation of it. And then you can come out and say, the, the word of God works, man. It worked for me. That's what the Bible says. If God requires us to prove the authenticity of his word, then this then explains the sovereignty of God. So the sovereignty of God cannot mean that he has the right to pick and choose to whom he will keep his word. No. If that were true, we could never release our faith to change anything. You see that? You only prove what is true. The authenticity of the almighty formula or the, the quadratic formula in mathematics wouldn't change if you're unable to prove it. It's your job to prove it if you're going to get the full mark. The same way the integrity of, word, of God's word cannot change if some believers are experiencing things that are not in line with God's will. It's not going to change. So the quadratic formula or the almighty formula is the same anywhere you go in the whole world. If God's word or God's will changes from minute to minute and from person to person, we can never with certainty know, let alone prove his will. Can you understand? <laughs> That's why the word of God cannot change. It's not based on your complexion, whether you're black, you're brown, you're white. No. It's no respect of any person. Anyone that can release their faith is going to work for that person. How do you prove God's will? By allowing yourself to be renewed by the word of God. You renew your mind by changing the way you think about things until every thought agrees with what the Bible says. So that's where you begin to study the Word of God systematically. 
begin to form convictions from the word of God. Let the spirit of God begin to reveal his will to you and begin to form convictions that begin to naturally, supernaturally, naturally lead your life, control your life. Then your faith will begin to be strong. These convictions, you open your mouth, you speak them out to yourself, you speak them out to God himself, you speak them out to your situation, and then <laughs> this just takes over the whole of your life. And then, that's the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. The word works wonders. The word works wonders. If there's anything that you have never seen someone manifest in God's word, and that revelation comes to you, wow, that's an opportunity for you to be the first to prove the word of God. Thank you for listening to this message. We know you have received the word that will launch you to greater heights. Please share your testimonies with us through email to info at dlcc.org.ng. Call us or chat with us on 0803-288-7871. Best of all, come worship with us at 27 Shonola Street, Ogba, Aguda, Laos. For more information on our worship time and programs, please visit www.dlcc.org.ng. Like us on Facebook at Destiny Life Christian Center. Follow us on Twitter at DLCC Lagos. Follow us on Instagram at DLCC underscore Lagos. Remember, you are deeply loved, you are highly favored, you are greatly graced, you are marvelously helped, you have a great destiny, and you are fulfilling it.